Okay, so it's great to be here on Father's Day today, and the message is simply titled, Our Father. And if we look at uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, and you should all know this off by heart. (laughs) And Jesus said, this is how then you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or hallowed means holy, consecrated, and to be honored is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The amazing passage there, Jesus explaining to the disciples how to pray, not to recite that, but the ways to pray to God, isn't it? And what's amazing, the first bit of the first, very first two words of that are really stand out to me. Our Father, our Father. What a God he is today, isn't it? Our Father speaks to me of a God who isn't just for people in Wales. It's people from all over the world, isn't it? People from every uh, country, every nation. We've heard it from Romania this morning. There's other people from other parts of the world here today. Absolutely amazing. He's our God. Isn't that fantastic? And we're united together as a family in him this morning. And how are we united? By the way, Anne-Marie described then, is repenting, knowing what Jesus did on the cross and asking him to become the saviour of our lives. And then when we ask Jesus into our lives, we can actually say our father because we have a relationship with him through what Jesus did on that cross. And I was eight years old. I don't look much older now, I know. But I was eight years old as a young boy coming to this church when I asked Jesus into my heart. And he's been my father ever since. And this morning, I got the privilege to introduce you to my father over here, my earthly father, Philip. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> and my fa- I've, known, I've known my father for 56 years. That's hard to believe I look that old. Isn't it? 56 years. And you know, over that time, obviously I've lived life with my, my dad. And over that time, I know about my father, I know his history, I know his ways, his characters, I know his voice. If I shut my eyes now and he spoke, I know it was him. I know my father and I've lived my life with him. And since I was eight, I've known my heavenly father. 48 years I've been saved. Isn't that amazing? All glory to God. So today I want to tell you some of the things I found out about my heavenly father through my own life. So our father, number one, is this was, there's lots of different things I found out, but these are the main things I want to speak about today. Our father is faithful. He is faithful. And I looked up faithful, and it means in the dictionary, constant, loyal, staunch, resolute, and steadfast. And another description, it said an unswerving adherence to a person. And I looked up a Bible dictionary, and it said this, God is faithful. He is never changing in his nature. He's true to his word and he keeps his promises. Isn't that brilliant this morning? God keeps his promises. You know, the world we live in is extremely selfish, isn't it? And you know, promises are broken all the time. You know, nobody can trust things anymore. You know, we don't know what the truth is, not the truth in our world. 
but God never changes. He is the life, he's the way and the truth, isn't he? And we can build our lives on him because he's faithful. It says this in two lamentations. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And it finishes by saying this, great is your faithfulness. God is faithful. And you know, I can prove that in my life. Through many times, through good times and tough times, every time, even though I don't understand some of the things I've gone through, God is faithful. I can stand here this morning. I'm going to ask you to do something. If you found that God has been faithful in your life, can you put your hand up this morning? Wow. Look at that. Look across everybody. Look. What a testimony. God is faithful. All of us have experienced it, isn't it? What an incredible thing. God, our Father, is faithful. Another thing, God, our Father, we can call him Abba Father. Now, I'm not talking about the pop group. <laughs> I'm not going to start singing Waterloo or anything in some of the songs. The word Abba comes from the Aramaic term meaning dad or daddy. And it's an amazing thing. Jesus called his heavenly father dad. And I can call my father dad. My son can call me dad because, my son, sorry, <laughs> I didn't see you there. Nah. But because we have, <laughs> it's these glasses. <laughs> but we have a, a close bond, a relationship together. And that's really important. And you know, Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, just about before he was arrested, it says he fell on the floor. Do you remember he went to pray? And he fell on the floor. And Mark 14, 15 says this. Jesus said this and he prayed, Abba, Father, he shouted out to God, Dad. He was in, you know, he felt all the pressure, everything that was coming on him. He said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup away from me. But he said, yet not what I will, but what you will. What a, he had such a close relationship with God the Father. He could just call out to him, Dad, Dad. And you know, I've been coming here since a child. And, you know, Christianity isn't a religion as such. It's about a relationship with a living God, isn't it? You know, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I thought coming to church was really, really boring. I used to come because my parents used to make me come. You know, and they had all the great intentions to bring us to the house of God. But I rebelled in my heart. I don't want to go to church. I just go because they are going to keep them happy. But, you know, we went to um, the Assemblies of God conference in Bucklands. I don't know if some of you remember. We used to go there. And I remember going as a teenager. I was only 16 to what they called a waiting meeting to get prayed for, to seek the Holy Spirit. And at 16 years old, God baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And I tell you what, from that point, my life changed. Because I didn't have just a, a religion anymore. I had a vibrant relationship with God. Yes, I've gone up and down in my life. But you know, that changed my life. I just wanted a relationship with him. And you know, to have a relationship with someone, to have a relationship with my father. Number one, I've got to spend time with them. Number two, I've got to talk to them. I've got to listen to them. And we've got to do life together, haven't we? And you know, that's the same with God. He wants to talk to us. We need to spend time with him every single day. He talks to us. Everything God wants to say to you is in here. And through our hearts, through the Holy Spirit. He wants to listen to us. We talk to him when we pray. You know what? I, I don't have to 
go over to my father and say, have a piece of paper and say, hello, dad, how are you today? You know, I can say, say, dad, how are you today? How's things today? Not bad, there you go. <laughs> but you know, we talk, we don't need to have super duper structured, super duper prayers. God wants to talk to us like that, like you talk to each other. God wants us to spend time with him every day. And he wants us to come together as a fact. We're a family this morning and we can encourage each other, help each other together, isn't it? And God wants us to be a family together. So seek God first in your life. Just don't have a religion. Have a relationship for yourself. Don't waste your life. Have a real relationship for yourself with him. So God our Father is Abba Father. God our Father is tender and loving and merciful. No, it's amazing. God has many examples. Uh, sorry, the Bible has many examples of God's loving kindness to people. Even when they messed up, turned against him, God's love was constant towards them. And it says this in Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Do you feel brokenhearted this morning? God can heal you a broken heart. You know... We go through tough times in, that, in life, don't we? And I remember a number of years ago, having a really, really tough time in my life. I'm a person who likes to control anything, everything. Is that you? Control what's happening and everything. And you know, I was really struggling. I was stressed out. Things were going wrong and everything. And I remember we had a special meeting here. And uh, the minister was here said, anybody want to come out for prayer? So I came out for prayer. And while everybody was praying, God, the Holy Spirit, spoke to me. And I could hear it. A voice in my head saying, Jeremy, I'm in control of the future, not you. And do you know what? That broke my heart. I was crying because it was, it was the exact tender word I needed then. And that changed what, you know, my inside, everything changed. It was what God spoke to me. He's tender and he's caring and he loves us. And he needed to say to me, Jeremy, I'm in charge, not you. Come on. You know, and that was an amazing thing that G uh, Jesus said to me and through the Holy Spirit that day. And you know, God is tender and he loves us. And listen to this verse in, in Psalms 34, verse 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saved, saves the crushed in spirit. Don't put your hand up, but do you feel crushed in spirit today? Do you feel brokenhearted? Amazing. God is with you. You're not on your own. He's with you through that situation and he'll take you through it and save you in that situation. What a living God, a tender God we have, isn't it? So our Father is tender. Our Father gives us hope. I, I look around, I listen to the news, I listen to all these different programs. There's no hope in this world, is there? Absolutely, what a mess we're in. It's just spiraling. The whole world is going down and down and down. You know, the closer, the further mankind has gone away from God, the worse things have got, isn't it? Far, far away from him. Now, our country's in a mess. You know, and people chase hope in material things, possessions, entertainment. What am I going to do next? Money, money, money. Do you know what? I was listening to a, an interview with a, a famous pop star the other day. He said, I had everything you could ever want. Fame, money, fortune, property. He said, I felt absolutely empty inside. So don't go seeking those things. They're worthless. You know, God has got something much better for you. You know, there's no hope in this world because it's turned its back on the one who gives hope. But there is hope today in Jesus. 
He is the hope for us, isn't he? And I found hope at eight years old in my life. And you know, Jesus brings us peace and hope into our hearts. And you know, even though I've gone through tough times in my life, even though I get knocked down, the amazing thing is Jesus through the Holy Spirit living in me. Don't ask me how this happens. But inside, deep down, I've got a strong hope in my life through Jesus. And even though I get knocked down, I don't give up because God picks me up every time. And his hope is in my heart. Isn't that an amazing thing? I know if I asked you this morning, even through some of you going through tough things now, you don't give up hope, do you? Because Jesus has got our hope there. He's put it into our hearts. And Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this, For I know the plans I have declared, I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Sometimes we can only see in front of us what's happening now, but you know God's got our eternal plan. He's got his hand on you and he knows it's going to happen and he is with you and there's hope for you for the future. Isn't that amazing? And even if I die, guess where I'm going? To be with him. That's the hope I have this morning. And you know, if Jesus comes back soon, I'm going to be with him. I know that deep in my heart because what Jesus has done for me. And if you don't know him this morning, you can have that hope as well by asking Jesus to come into your heart. Our Father gives us hope. Our Father gives us encouragement. You know, in the Bible, there's a famous couple of chapters in Hebrews 11, we call the faith chapters, where um, we are told about all these people of faith in the Bible. Uh, I'll name some of them here. Abel, Abraham, Noah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, David, all different people. And it goes on to say there, it says in verse 12, we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses. And then it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. So what Hebrews is telling us is this, that there's a great crowd of people who've gone before and had their faith in Jesus and God. And they had a great crowd of witnesses cheering us on. Come on, come on, fix your eyes on Jesus. As if I don't run races, but if I was running a race, I'm running towards Jesus. And this big crowd of people who we read about in God's word are there cheering us on as well in our, in our, in our faith run. Isn't that amazing? I just imagine that in my mind. So do you want encouragement? Number one place to get encouragement is here. You know, I was on a course uh, about stress management, a work course, and uh, I said to the, the tutor after, do you know, I said, when I feel stressed out, when things are going wrong for me, I turn to God's word and I believe God speaks to me and it jumps out of the Bible, the words. I say, whatever everybody else says to me, you know, people say, never mind, it'll be all right and all these sort of things. It doesn't really make a lot of difference. But when God speaks to me, wham, it hits me in the heart, in the head. And, you know, that puts me on the right track there. And she said, that's amazing. She said, and she said, I'm going to put that in my notes when I speak about it. I talk about people who have faith. They can pray. It's all brilliant. But it's true, isn't it? You know, only God's word can meet our needs in every situation. And as Christians here today, when people are going, struggling on their race, let's encourage each other. Say, come on, come on, Pastor Luke. He's, Pastor Luke's always encouraging us, isn't he? So come on, Pastor Luke, we'll pray for you, we'll encourage you. You know, and we can do that. We can encourage each other, help each other on the race. 
So our God, our Heavenly Father, is an encourager. And finally, our Father rescued me. What a brilliant God, isn't it? John 3.16, you've all know this verse, says this, For God so loved the world, God so loved you and me, that he gave his only, one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he goes on to say, For God not, did not send his world into the side of sorry. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You know, I was drowning in my sin. Nothing I could do, living a good life and everything, wouldn't do anything. And one day as a child, I put my hand up and said, Lord Jesus, save me. And you know, he grabbed my hand and he saved me. I'm safe in him. He's uh, rescued me. And uh, the, the big religious word we use is he redeemed me. He paid the price for my sin. He took my punishment on that cross that I could never, ever pay. He took death and hell for me so I can be with him for eternity. He's my savior. So our father is our redeemer, our rescuer, an amazing thing. So what an amazing God we serve, isn't it? Our Father. And I don't know if you noticed, but every one of those things I brought up today, take the first letter, our God is faithful. Abba, Father, tender, hope, encourager. He's our Redeemer. It spells Father. And if you can't remember any else, try and remember that after. And if you're feeling and going through it, remember who he is. What an amazing God we serve, isn't it? Holy, hallowed, is your name this morning, Lord Jesus. And I want to make appeal this morning. If you don't know Jesus here today, put, make him your father. Ask him to come into your life. Say, Lord, sorry, I tried in my own way. I can't do my own way. Come into my heart. Thank you for dying on that cross and forgive me of my sins. And we can do that. Maybe if we all close our eyes this morning, and if there's anyone here who would like that amazing opportunity of asking the Lord to... to uh, rescue them this morning maybe you can just put your hand up only i can see and i can pray with you this morning is anybody who would like to ask jesus to come into their hearts this morning amen well if you don't know him this morning you're too afraid to put your hand up don't leave it today is the day make that decision today it's the best decision you'll ever make and is there people here that say, maybe you were racing, you've run off the tracks a little bit. You've been following the things of the world, chasing after worldly things, but you want a, you know, a real relationship restored with Jesus. Is there someone like that? I've done it many times in my life, gone the wrong way. Is there someone today who'd like me to pray for them just to say, Lord, and I'll stand with you to say, Lord Jesus, help me get right back on the right tracks with you. Is anyone like that who'd like me to pray this morning? Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are our Father this morning and hallowed be your name. You are a fantastic God, Lord. I pray for everyone today, whatever situation in, we remember those points today, Lord Jesus. You're an amazing God. You're a God who loves us, a God who saves us, a God who is by us at every step in our lives. And we just want to thank you today. Amen.